you can't buy engagement. You know, you can't buy enthusiasm. Mm. That comes from the heart. It really comes from meaningful conversations mm. about the business, about themselves. So making it about them, you know, and some of the things that I do, I think is just be there, be present with your employees mm. and your team members. If they text you, if they call you, if they email you, how quickly are you responding? Shows gotcha. your level of care yeah. because your level of care is going to determine their level of care. Mm -hmm. Whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation. That's really what real business owners is, man. Like we don't care where you come from. Yeah. Where are you going? Our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose. You want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be successful, don't give up. You learn, adjust, and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast. This is episode 133 with myself, Trevor Cowley. As always, Kale Goodman. What's up, friends? Guys, today we have a certified badass. I don't know any other way to describe it. Um, you know, this individual whether he knows it or not, you know, we watch him from afar, you mm -hmm. know, we follow you on the gram and see what you're doing. He's out there, you know, running and gunning, hustling, traveling all over the U S opening up a bunch of, uh, ever stores. He's been a part of this brand for, I think since pretty much day one or very, very early on. So we want to, uh, welcome Brian. Is it, it's Augustine. Yes, sir. It's you Augustine. Know, Thank Augustine. you guys so much. So <laughs> honor um, to be here. It's an honor to have you here. No, for real. We're, we're, yeah. We get you, this is your first podcast you've ever it been is, on. You told me, and I'm so like, hell oh, yeah. When Trevor the, the, asked me last night, I was just like, oh, yeah, awesome. you seem like you kind of <laughs> like, well, you you just you want me on the podcast, yeah. Well, because you see no. all these high level guys yeah. come in here that you just have these awesome stories, and I'm like, okay, well, well everybody's short. Well. Yeah. Everybody's got a story. Right? Yeah, yeah everybody's awesome got story. a story, but a lot of people like to shortchange their story and <laughs> think that somebody else's is better or greater, and then they you know, kind of diminish what they've ultimately accomplished or some of the sacrifices that right. they've made to get where they are as well, right? So we always like to focus on other people's story and don't think ours is very important. Sure. Um, I know that we kind of felt that when we first talked about doing a podcast, like, what are we going to talk about? What value could we bring to the marketplace on a podcast? But then, uh, you know, we did it and Obviously, we've got something yeah. to bring. Right, yeah, some <laughs> people, know, like it. <laughs> uh, pe people are listening still. So I, you know, either they're super bored or else we kind of know what we're doing. You know, and so you're, you're doing something that doesn't cost everybody anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just free information, and and hopefully they take it and apply it. And guys, we really wanted Brian on because you know this individual is out there hustling hard for a business. Does is he the actual owner of the business? No. But he's been around so early on that he started to acquire shares of the business. Um, and, and, and it's just a lesson for a lot of people. You know, when you find a, a business that you believe in that might be in the startup phase or the baby phase, infancy phase, whatever you want to call it, you know, that's something that I think a lot of people take for granted. You know, they, they're, ah, it's a startup. Everybody wants to work for these big companies like, like it's something cool for their resume. But people don't understand when you go out there and just jump into a big company, it's that much harder to kind of climb the corporate right. ladder and, in those businesses. And you're going into a job. Right. And you're going right. into yeah. a job. Exactly. Which so, is fine for some people, right? But what's the ceiling there versus the ceiling of going all in on something you believe in yeah. with infinite potential, yeah, which right. you're seeing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how long have you been with Everbowl total? So March will be five years. Five years. Yep. So is it true that you were one of the first hires? Is that is that an accurate? So Jeff hired a team of seven, okay. and that was October of 2016. So that was we just celebrated five years as a company for store number one. Wow. And then I came in in March, and at that time he had like 20 employees. 
there. Gotcha. But he hired me for a specific reason, and that okay. was to help grow. Gotcha. And it was the people. What, would, what was your background prior to that? Like, why would they pick you to help grow? I mean, obviously, I see it now, but they had to see something prior to knowing what you were capable of and what we all see now. Uh, and you're doing an amazing job with it. But what did they see prior, whether it was resume? Did you know somebody? Did you have an in? Kind of how did that work out? So I didn't know Jeff at all. Mm. Um, and I was just telling Kel that my brother-in-law, Eric, uh, did all the design work. So the graphic art that mm. you see, anything you see online or in the store, okay. Eric designed with, you know, obviously Jeff's direction and yeah. vision. And he came up and visited me Thanksgiving of 2016 and was like, dude, my neighbor and my friend like just started this uh, superfood restaurant in Poway. Like, but he needs somebody that knows how to open stores, develop people, and improve processes. Mm. And he's like, with all your experience at Trader Joe's, like you open stores in yeah, four multiple get states. Get up in there, yeah. Get up in there in their culture too, which Jeff was really big on, right? Um, I flew down three times to kind of. Uh, where edit. were you? Where, where were you located? Corvallis, where was, Oregon. Okay, so, so I, you were in Oregon, the first stores in California. Yep. You, so you were I, popping down there, just kind just of vibing it, it out, out checking yep. it out. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is the best acai bowl I've ever had." Mm-hmm. And it's the coolest environment. Every person that walked in was stoked. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like Jeff knew everybody. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he he had his his regulars and all that. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I'm sure like it, he was there every day. Yeah. And when I came, I, you know, I came in March <clears> and started, and. We were working together for a week, and then it was like he was able to go out, and he's like, "Okay, somebody can run my business, mm-hmm. and now I can go out and grow this thing." Yep. And so, so was he was, kind of the he, yeah, he was stuck running the day-to-day operations, and he and, and ultimately plateaued the business because he's too much in the weeds, and he needed somebody in there, kind of having his back, operating it the way that he would want it to be operated, mm-hmm. so that he can venture off and start focusing on the actual growth. Yes of the, 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 the brand itself, and right? As a good leader, you need to identify somebody, put the right people in the mm-hmm. right places mm-hmm. right, at all levels. Yeah. And he didn't really know me. He just trusted. So trusted Eric's, you know, identifying me as that person yeah. that could yeah. do it. And well, sometimes when you just know, you know, later. you know, when yeah. you meet certain people, you just know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's what was interesting though, <clears throat> is like you sit there on day one and you're like, yeah, we want to open up 40 of these things. You're going, yeah, okay, like we could do that, but that's saying it is one thing, yeah, and doing and it, watching and executing it, happen. it, yeah, and the whole enjoying the process and making sure that you're not getting lost in the finish line, yeah, yeah. you know that you're enjoying each and every moment, yeah. And I came down because I have a passion for superfoods, yeah. When you know, like I was telling you guys earlier, took care of my mom when she yeah. in in the year 2000, she was uh, had a brain tumor yeah. and um, it was terminal illness. I fell in love with superfoods. You know, and, uh, you know, I had this vision that at some day I was going to be a part of a national brand that brought superfoods to the masses Mm -hmm. in one shape or another. I didn't know how it was going to be. I didn't know the vehicle or the vessel that we were going to deliver it in. Mm. It just turned out to be Everbowl 20 years later. Really cool. Like, yeah. So you put this, put this idea and this concept of what you really wanted out of your life. Like you talk about manifesting on your mm -hmm. guys' podcast a lot. And I feel like that was... A part of that, yes, right? Exactly. And and I and, and not enough people do that. Not enough people realize that, you know. Yeah, you could put stuff out there, but I think a lot of people let it kind of fizzle after two months, three months, six months. They're expecting things to happen maybe a little bit yes. quicker than than what uh, 
is reality. They give up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they give up. They give up on it. You know, and, you know, I was just watching you last night and talking to Kel and Brent, and it's just like, dude, you're just so great at what you do, and you're just so welcoming to every individual that walks in the door. You make uh, an impression on every single person that you meet, which is super rare, but also I believe that's, that's also the reason why you are where you are you know, helping run this entire franchise at a very, very high level and flying around. I mean, how often are you in a plane on a month-to-month basis? <laughs> yep. 2021 like, has been traveling a lot. 15 yeah. states, 15. 31, St. George's third City, 31. Gotcha. Um, we've done almost 20 stores this year. Yeah. We still have two more to open. Where at? It's incredible. So next week in Taylor's, uh, South Carolina. Cool. Which is just outside of Greenville. And Greenville is in between Charlotte and Atlanta. Okay. Great, beautiful community. Okay. Out of all of the cities I traveled this year, Greenville and St. George really stood out. So I was going to say, dude, cool. yeah, I was going to let you finish yep. that one yep. before yep. I get razzed I you a little bit if you didn't bring cities. them. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's no, so cool beautiful. to know because my wife, um, she's been saying for like a year with Kristen and the, the ladies, like, yeah. I want to go to South Carolina. I'm like, I've never looked at that. I'm like, what's there, you know? Um, and then we've Gorgeous. been recently, we've been like talking about buying, you know, Airbnbs all around the country that we can use and also make money on. And she's like, I want to go look at South Carolina, you know? So that's cool to know. I'm going to go check really it out pretty. with her. And Knoxville's not for, Knoxville's right up there too. Yeah. Gorgeous. It's like that little slice of Americana, beautiful mm-hmm. downtown, very clean, close to a university. So you always, there's, it's active. Yeah. Active dude, we actually, I actually yeah. really like little Corvallis too. I took my son to a baseball camp there one year and I was like, this is a pretty little university town. So, yeah, I, I found my second home in Corvallis. I love it. Beautiful. That. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's in between Eugene Your third and Portland. needs to be St. George. I would love it, too. Now, yep. Jeff, he, he he was hitting me up at one point. He's like, hey, where could I <laughs> mm-hmm. buy, yep. you know, uh, uh, a home, a second home in St. George? Because he loves yep. St. George as well. So we kind of gave him a few pointers. One was out at San Hollow or the what's the other one out there by the airport? Uh, right out by my Desert, house. Uh, um, no. Oh, Desert. not that one. Um, so our town's super weird. Yeah, you have color. to be in a zoned Airbnb area or vacation oh, yeah. rental area. They're very strict on it in our community. Yep. And so, and it's getting that way in a lot of States. It's been that way for a while here. So there's really only like three or four places Jeff it, can really pick from, from, if you know, trying to Airbnb certain, certain areas. And so we Laverican. showed him a few. Laverican. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can. I think, I think that you have the ability to, some of the smaller towns, they allow it. Um, but St. George doesn't, doesn't allow any, some of the smaller stuff on the outskirts will allow yeah. it, but do they call it like, um, overnight rentals permissible? Like I noticed some signs that said that in front of communities, like yeah. on the way out to San hollow resort, yeah. because that new community, you have to go yeah. and get it zoned and, and approved by planning and zoning committee and all that well, stuff. Well, they advertise like it every... because it's a rarity, right? So, and, and anybody that's selling a home that has the ability to Airbnb, it's like double the price. Yeah. So, you know, a two or 3000 square foot home could be six to seven eight hundred thousand but if you can airbnb it it's 1.5 yeah because they know how much money that you can generate off of that so they business right yeah pretty much your house is a business yeah pretty much that's really what it comes down to i really don't know much about airbnb but i have uh, two rental properties in the state of washington because i moved up there for a while Mm -hmm. and i want to do that or sell yeah Um, but i just need i think i a little bit more research to kind of understand how that works. Let's yeah. let's uh, let's jump into just culture just for a second because you do such an amazing job in 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 that area in that aspect. Obviously, you do a great job in many aspects, but you know that's kind of one of your things, right? Um, what do you? What are some of the things that you do that help bring energy into the business or help make 
the employees enthusiastic about what they're doing? Like share some, some tips for individuals, because I honestly think that that's the difference of something that can be hyper successful versus something that sees enough success for you to live good. Right. Is culture. Yeah. And I think culture is like a buzzword, right? A lot of companies like to use like, yeah, we have a great culture or they have a great culture. He's a good Mm -hmm. culture guy. Yeah. Right. And you think of, okay, culture is like, everybody's happy and you got, high fives and pizza parties and stuff like that. Like everything's just fun. If you throw a pizza party, let me know, bro. But I always, <laughs> I came up in a system that, you know, we said and preached and coached that you can't buy engagement. You know, you can't buy enthusiasm. Mm. That comes from the heart. It really comes from meaningful conversations mm. about the business, about themselves. So making it about them, you know, and some of the things that I do, I think is just be there, be present with your employees mm. and your team members. If they text you, if they call you, if they email you, how quickly are you responding? Shows gotcha. your level of care yeah. because your level of care is going to determine their level of care. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a health and safety issue or it's a customer experience thing yeah. or a productivity thing, like those three levels. How, how, how well did you coach? So if they feel like front? that you don't care, then they're just like, well, why would I care? Yes. Type exactly. situation. If they feel like that they're working for somebody that actually values them yes. and cares for them and appreciates them then they're ultimately going to go above and beyond or do what you would hope for them to do, which is serve a customer at a high level. And some people will think that culture is also related to performance reviews. And it's not. It's it's everything in between that. Mm-hmm. And how well you did coaching them, training them. You were a mentor with them. Yeah. Maybe you don't have to be a best <laughs> friend, but on some level there's that personal care. And I think these generations yeah. coming up yeah. appreciate the fact that, hey, my boss slash owner – leader actually cares about me. They know my family's name. They know, you know, what I do for extracurricular activities. They actually are stoked on that for me. Actually ask you how you're doing and and listen. Well, people don't leave where they're loved, right? Like uh, we had a friend tell us that not too long ago and we're big on culture too. And it's like, you know, it's hard because we're developing other leaders to take over our roles, but you know what I mean? There's still these, these relationships, but at the end of the day, you know, that's what we have to preach to our leaders and, and we have to show them. And because we show that to them, they're now showing it to them. And, and really, it's a great strategy because, I mean, it's a killer in business if you have a high turnover rate. And if people just don't feel appreciated and loved and seen and heard and all that stuff, like, they're going to leave. You know what I mean? They're, exactly. They're loyal to how they feel, right? And so if you make them feel that way by actually truly caring about them and responding to them and, and giving that effort to them, like, dude, you're going to have somebody stay loyal to you for a long time, you know? And it's... Good for business, yeah, but it's yeah. also just great for culture and, and you enjoying where you're at too. That's yep. what I was just going to point out. You yeah. know, the reality is, is you have to be in that environment too. Why would you want to go into a negative environment? You know, so if, 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 if you don't, if you don't want to be in a negative environment, why aren't you being the individual that's injecting positivity in that environment that affects other people? So the days that you're not feeling it or you're down, you're going into a positive environment, right? Don't be the individual that makes an environment negative because you ultimately have to work in that environment. Sometimes employees, you know, will get together with other employees. If one has something to bicker about and they want to bicker about it with somebody else. And then, you know, now that now there's little groups, little teams of people toxic. Yeah. Toxic environments, cancerous environments where it really, because I said something negative and then you say something negative to Kel and Kel's, you know, and then it just becomes this and, but that's the environment that you have to work in. Like you wouldn't want somebody to come up to you and, and just spew negativity about what they're doing or about an issue that happened. So why are you giving an ear to somebody else? You know, and that's a conversation I had over there at uh, 60 Day Credit Repair 
is salespeople have great weeks, some weeks, and they're on a high. And if they have a couple bad weeks, they're in a major, major low, right? So their attitude flows with the type of numbers that they put up. And so I went over there and was like, you guys, you need to understand this is your environment. It's harder to put up numbers in a negative environment. So are you contributing to a positive environment or are you contributing to a negative environment? And if you're part of the individual that's being negative, you're only hurting yourself long-term. You're hurting the company long-term. You're hurting all the people that you work around long-term, but yet you say that person's your friend, but you want to spew negativity at that individual that's ultimately going to just hold them back. So let's check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> you check know? the gossip circles. Yeah, yeah pretty much is, is really what it comes down to. And so everybody has the ability to affect the environment they're in. And that's what you know the owners need to understand. That's what employees need to understand. Management needs to understand. And, you know, people will piggyback off of whatever energy that you're giving them. That's just a fact, right? They say, you know, uh, uh, somebody of high energy can pull somebody up. Somebody with negative energy can pull, pull somebody, somebody down, down yep. right? And most people operate at this neutral energy where they can go in either direction because they're not fully taking control of the energy that they're putting out there. So they're neutral. So if I'm around a negative person, here I am, I drop down to the negative. Oh, all of a sudden I'm around a positive person. Now I'm positive. And you're letting your emotions be dictated by the type of individuals that you're around, right? Versus you just dictating the environment. You be the environment. You be the thermometer to where you bring people up versus bringing people down, right? Absolutely. And, and, I, and I think that that's a, a big game changer when people start understanding that the environment that they have to work in is somewhere they have to be for eight hours a day or wh however long. Why not invest into the environment that you're most often in and make sure that it's a, a positive ecosystem so that you look forward to going? Will it be perfect every single day? Absolutely not. Are there going to be negative things that happen at work? Absolutely. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be negative. That's just life. Bad things happen. Curveballs happen. It just is what it is. And your attitude about it will ultimately dictate how your life turns out. And I bet you your life is turned out the way that it has. And you're seeing the success that you're seeing based upon the energy that you bring and the attitude that you bring on a day-to-day -day basis because that ultimately attracts opportunities. And here you are, high level at right. Everbowl, not based upon the fact that you're some you know, master degree, this, that, the other business, this it's, it's just the energy and attitude that ultimately draw people to you. And I see that, you know, we mm -hmm. saw that last night sitting, just sitting there watching you do your thing, dude. And it was just, it was, it was, it was beautiful to watch. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was very, very impressed. And I even made that post. Do you have like a strategy and structure to developing your culture? Like, is that something that you and Jeff and you got the high level teams, like here's our structure, here's how we infuse it. And like, what are those checklists look like? So we have a structure in place that we really like during training, when we have a new hire come on board, yeah. we talk about core values and the history of Everbull mm -hmm. because we feel like that's really important. Have them buy into yes. the actual concept from day one. And that shows like a high level care and understanding about your company. The mission statement, our five core values, making friends, having fun, being remarkable in everything you do, integrity, and Kaizen. And we go through each oh, say of that last one again, bro. Kaizen. So I don't know what Kaizen is. So dude. Kaizen Explain is it. a Japanese philosophy, and it means incremental improvements mm -hmm. as opposed to wholesale changes. Mm -hmm. So getting 1% better every day. Rather than looking for the home Tony, run. Tony Robbins exactly. teaches business. it quite a bit. 
Tony uh, Robbins does. Yeah, and that's how uses, that's how Corey named his son Kaizen. Oh yeah, he did say that in Arizona <laughs> when we were in Arizona, yeah. dude. That shows you how great of a listener I am. Maybe I'm not the best at culture. Yeah, no, sorry, so, Corey. It's a cool. No, it's, no, it's, no, it's a cool. So Toyota cool thing, adopted though. that principle in the '70s, okay. um, and then Trader Joe's. That was one of their core values. And I thought, why, why not bring that to Everable? Mm. So just getting better, a little bit better every day. What did I do today to make my company better? Yeah. As a store leader, what did I do today to make my store better? Mm. What are some of the actions that I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, going back to making friends and having fun at yeah. our store and in, in retail restaurant, it's about connecting with the customer. Absolutely. And really coaching that to your teams um, while you're there, while you visit the stores. Well, I, is, I, I see that you guys live that. If you can, each of your conversations with your employee and you base it off of the core values and you remark about those and you talk about that and you keep coaching them up, they're going to appreciate that. And pretty soon, that's going to kind of trickle down the butterfly effect mm -hmm. into all of your locations. Right. With one or two stores, you're going to be kind of more hands-on and it might be less needed to have like a str super strong culture because one person can do it. Yeah. But with 30 plus, 40 plus, 50 plus locations, you really do have to have a structure in place. Yeah. Core yeah. values help. Mm. So when you talked about getting, you know, 1% better, um, that made me think of just the whole concept of, of, of what you did last night in terms of bringing in people individually, yep. explaining everything to them that's on the menu, what's in the food, uh, here's all this cool stuff about Everbowl, where it sears this first impression of this business in their mind where they were welcomed, they had a great explanation of what it is that they're ultimately choosing, they right? From the, yeah, educated, informed about what's on the menu so that they can make a better decision versus just opening the doors and letting people come in, grab a bowl, and then walk out, their only impression at that point is the taste of the food. So what type of experience are you ultimately creating to sear a memory in that individual's mind to where every time they now think about your brand, they're going to think about what? That very first experience. They say you can never have a second chance at that first impression, right? And so I was watching you do that each time uh, and bring people in and, and just really give them that one to two minutes of attention and just really making eye contact well, just, dude, I, I, I absolutely loved it. And again, was blown away by it. But then you came and said, you know, it took us 30 stores to figure <laughs> this one out. And so you yep. guys are living some of the concepts that you just talked about exactly. in finding ways to get better. It's not like, okay, cool. We've got a wonderful product that tastes delicious. Let's let the product do the selling. That's just not how it works. They're trying to find ways. How can we make the experience just a little bit better? How can we how can we sear a memory in their mind so when they think of Everbowl, it's always positive, right? And you guys are doing that and you're continuing to make those little teeny tweaks or changes. And I think a lot of businesses fail because they they think that they're, they need to make, again, massive changes, changes right. and then this and that. It's like being on a radio station. Sometimes it's just that one little turn of the dial, just that one click and everything's now clear. So I think a lot of people yep. aren't way off on in their business mm -hmm. on what they're doing. I think that they just need to look for those little minute things that they could change that 1% here, 1% there. So then they find that groove that then they can just continue to run their business. But that doesn't mean don't get comfortable yep. because you guys were all the way up to 30 stores. You were getting a lot of momentum. You guys easily could have said, hey, we've got all the momentum we need. We're good to go. We don't need to change anything, but you're always just improving. And, and that's something that I was super impressed by. And I feel like taking the... Um 
philosophy of I'm waking up unemployed every day. I got to go out there and make it work. I got to go out there and make it happen with my business, with my company for people like you that invested in these stores. I want to make it better. Mm -hmm. And it's about the customers. It's how can I make their experience better? Whether it's a VIP, a community event, or they're coming in on a Monday at lunch. How can I make it really Mm -hmm. memorable for them and touch their hearts? Make the product the star, but also talk about them, compliment them. Talk about other things than just and people the transactional. Yeah, yeah, well, people you know? don't understand. Like, if if a business is struggling by default, they're just thinking about them. Like, how can I bring in more money? How can I bring them more? You know, and they're very, very, very selfish in that regard because maybe they're value. in a tight right. position or whatever, and they're not necessarily looking at the fact that if they if they changed their focus and got away from themselves and got more focused on the customer and the customer's experience by default, they would be taken care of. Sometimes it's not just a straight path. Like, okay, I'm struggling with my business. What can I do? I do it. No. What can you do for the people that ultimately give you the ability to stay in business, get the attention off of you, get it onto the right people. And then everything else will start taking care of itself and you'll be fine. I think they need to get out of their own head a little bit more and, and think a little bit more about the people that they're serving because the people that they're serving are ultimately the ones keeping their lights on, not not them themselves, exactly. right? Yep. And and as long as you keep that close to heart, you have the ability to build something big. And I mean, you guys need to understand this company's five years. You guys just celebrated five years and there's 52 stores open and I bet there's a, a waiting list of how many 180 plus 180 plus ever bowls on a waiting the waiting list five years. to get built out over the next five years yep. i'm glad we made that investment in the corporate too oh yeah yeah we did yeah <laughs> yep. yeah yep. we did we did yeah. the corporate investment yeah. and then also the the franchise investment yep. as well and and to be honest with you did we do that before even trying the food i think we did yeah um wow. and, and and that's because when was your first time trying it was it january um avengers no, I oh. went up to I went up to Salt Lake. Okay, but it was probably not more than a few months prior to that. We made the investment, and a lot of people like will ask us in DM mm-hmm. like, "How do you determine what investments you guys make? Like, what's a good investment?" And we're like, "People, the the mm-hmm. people behind it." Yeah. You know, like after meeting Jeff and yeah. seeing his, you know, or hearing his story, he yeah. was on the podcast and he kind of explained how it all came about and. You start surrounding yourself with individuals. You're just betting on the people. You're like, dude, these are just good human beings that are out there making a positive impact in the world, and they're just doing it right. It don't matter if they're selling a fucking widget or if they're selling a, a bowl of acai. They're the type of individual that's going to make something work no matter what it is that they're doing. I just loved acai bowls, and I hated the fact that we just didn't have good ones here in town. You know, there's Jamba Juice, and it's like a bowl of soup. You know, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get defamation uh, lawsuit right. here no. or what. I don't give a shit. It's um, not as thick, right? Yeah. But yeah, it actually, so if, if you get a bowl from there and you drive home, you're just, it's it's literally soup. And, and you want to like it. You're not going there to buy a bad product. No. But once you taste it, you're just like, this Ugh. isn't, the quality is not there. And at the same time, if that's the best that we have in town, that's the best that we have in town. And exactly. I got to make do yeah. until an Everbowl right. comes in. And that, so we it. took a, we took yeah. charge and decided like, we, we you, I mean, you could tell just by the pictures, dude. Yeah, they look beautiful. That that <laughs> the pictures do good. so well. Yeah. But like, my wife and I, we went up there too after we'd already invested in everything. Yeah. And uh, now my kids, every time we're in Pleasant Grove or that Utah we County area, they're like, hey, yeah, they love it. And I'm just like, 
Sweet. It worked out, right? Because our, our best investments have yep. come from the team that we invest into, yep. the the you, the Wags, the Jeff, right? Like we bet on the jockey, right? And so, um, but when you go and try it yourself and you're like, yes, I love it. I can believe in it. Dude, yeah. Double and, score, yeah. right? And like you guys were talking about, it's the experience too, in addition to the product. Yeah. So you're going in and, and it's just this little escape, yeah. right? It's this little escape from the town. You yeah. go in, there's good music playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's fun people there. It's just a different vibe. Smiles. Good it's a different vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah. Exactly. You know, because when you want, like, if I walk into Jamba, it ain't a vibe, fool. It ain't a vibe. I went and got a smoothie <laughs> today. Y'all need to, you should have opened today at nine because I needed some food. Um, but well, I went to Jamba and got a little smoothie and you just walk in and there's like, hi, what can I get you today? You know, it's just like dreary. Right. And I'm like, dude, let, it, it, no, I swear to God. That's it, a that's, perfect word. Like, yeah, it's just like, mm, you know, hey, I guess thanks for coming in. I'm like, thanks for the smoothie, I guess, you know. <laughs> I needed it. So, but. so going back to culture, I think a, a great statement is culture is the next person you hire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think recruiting right now and hiring is challenging. Yeah. So don't panic That's hire. True. Yeah. That's right? true. We've done, that. hire. Mm-hmm. We've done that. We've done that. We're like up, in a, we, we end up in a shittier situation. I'd rather down work the road. longer hours, yeah. more yeah. days a week and wait for the right person. Right. Dude, we've, 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 we've like, Oh shit, we needed an account. And it's like, the next one that comes in interview is like, you're hired. And then like three or four months later, we're like, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yes. Yeah. So, and, and to be, you know, this is, I think Gary V said this to be great at building a company, you better get good at firing too. Yeah. It's true. That yeah. is true. And, 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 Gary say it and he says it well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a, it's not a fun thing to do, but no. it's, it's, it's a, it's a necessary evil uh, for the greater good. And one thing that I think you're not doing the individual that's underperforming any favors. Exactly. If anything, you're, you're teaching, you know, we've had buddies work for mm-hmm. us that, that I let go mm-hmm. and then they ended up going to crushing it somewhere, crushing it, yes. like crushing mm-hmm. it chain. You know, he stopped by, uh, the, the shop last night, but he's absolutely completely changed his life in mm-hmm. terms of income, in terms of just the, where he is. And I think sometimes, you know, especially working for friends, you just, you know, sometimes you kind of take advantage of the situation, right. show up Manipulate when you want, you know, whatever. And then when, when that's kind of taken away from you, it's like, uh, you're a little shell shocked for a second, maybe, but then you start taking life a little bit more seriously and realize, well, I can't, I can't screw around forever. Exactly. I need to finally take something serious. And that's what he did. And mm-hmm. I mean, if, if we would have never done that, maybe he'd still be here, you know, not doing what he's doing right now. Who knows? But People need to try to change their perspective on letting somebody go because it does suck so much, but you've got to try to find the right perspective that you're not doing all of your other employees any favors. You're not doing your business any favors, and you're not doing the individual that's underperforming any favors. Eventually, maybe it takes them three times or four times getting fired before they snap out of it and say, shit, I need to take life serious, and I need to take work a little bit more serious. But eventually, hopefully, they'll come to that realization and, you know, if you're a good employer, um, hopefully you'll sit down with them and, and say, hey, you know, here's why it's not working and maybe give them some positive feedback. I like you as a human yeah. being. You're a super, super rad person, but you're you're it's not, not performing the way that you should perform. <clears throat> so it just mm-hmm. is what You'll it is. You'll be a great fit somewhere else, yeah. but it's not here. Yeah, you know? exactly. exactly. So it's... And they're, they're tough conversations, but typically those are the... They're necessary. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Are you good be. at it? Are you good at letting people go? Now you're just like, you're fired. Like, it's just easy for <laughs> you. It, it, you're fired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My goal when I go into like a, a conversation where there's going to be a termination involved is to 
either get a handshake or a hug. By the time it's over. It. And that's I've, cool. Yeah. I've, I've hugged a lot of people on the way out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Cause I, and I, it's not I, a bad again, thing. Again, I feel bad too. You're not, you're I feel not bad, a bad too. And I, yeah. And it I wish them well. It doesn't come from a bad place. No. You're not, a, you're not a bad person or like a, you know, an overlord. Yeah. You're just, you're trying to run a business and make it better. And some people don't perform and they're not meeting expectations right. over a period of time. If you're developing them and they're still not performing and you've given them a lot of chances, yeah. then it's time to have that conversation. Yeah. I open, I, you know, I've interviewed so many people. I've opened and hired a lot of stores yeah. in addition to Everbowl. So with Trader Joe's, I opened four buildings and we're interviewing over a thousand people I was gonna say per hundreds store. Probably, wow. yeah. And so in Salem, Oregon, when we opened in 2011, I had a line around the building for three days. Damn. 1,500 applicants plus. Damn. And I had to, we hired a team of like 75 to 80 people. Damn. In Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Same Did you thing. find, have, through the, all this process, have you found ways to f like find the right people or is there the right, what are the right questions to ask or to look for on a resume? I know if I see a resume and they, it says they have a new job every six months, I'm like, fuck. So like, I don't like that. Like, I'm looking for somebody who wants to be a part of something a little bit longer. And so sometimes if I like the person or whatever, I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. You know, what? Mm -hmm. why are you jumping so much? And sometimes they'll say, I'm, I'm looking for something yep. long term. They, they just, this, these you're haven't been for, You're looking for reliability. And, and right? I get people need to flirt with different things to find out what they like and what they're good at. So I, I try to take it, you know, with a grain of salt, so to speak, and still give them uh, an, an opportunity to explain why. Uh, but if I don't like the explanation, they're screwed. Um, so but we, we work. How do you guys do it? Yeah, we work off of a structured interview sheet. Okay. So I think it's important that <clears throat> anybody that applies to your business that you give them the opportunity to either interview or talk to them on the phone. Yeah, I think it's like the professional thing to do. And I think it, the correct way to go about it is to ask the same questions to every single applicant that's in front of you. Mm. With with us, it tends to be people from sixteen to twenty years old. Yeah, it's very conversational. Yeah, very friendly. It's not an interrogation. I'm not shining the light on their yeah. head, right? I want to get to know are they, who they are who, they enthusiastic? Are they? Yeah. Do they are they doing anything extracurricular? Are they in their ASB? Are they playing sports? You know, yeah. athletes tend right. to be like they are high performers, high achievers. Well, yeah, they're they're just a little more disciplined. Exactly. Show up on time. They they do their work. You don't tell have me, to oversee them as much. Tell me about a tough teammate that you had to play with. Mm. You know, how did you deal with that situation? Mm. Right. Tell me about some of the other things you do at school outside of just doing homework. Right. What else are you interested in? Mm. You know, and then it's you're you're hiring based on personality, not on experience. Yeah. Yeah. The, and then because you can coach up the skills. Yeah. With we're making acai bowls. We're having yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're cutting strawberries 40% yeah. of the time. Yeah. It's not <laughs> How hard. good are you with knives? How? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Have you ever cut yourself? <laughs> yeah. you know, have you ever stabbed a, your coworker? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> let's, let's not yeah. over, but then you take that to the next level, right? You're, then you're looking for somebody here who has skills, right? Yeah. So, but you can take a similar structured interview form and work off of that. I like that because I don't do that. You know, yeah. I just vibe it, you okay. know, yeah. uh, for and the most part. And, and I just ask whatever questions are coming up mm -hmm. at that time. But I like that it's a little bit more structured so that you're kind of getting a, a base of uh, reactions on the same uh, questions. Especially right? if you have a stack of 100, yeah. 50 to 100 yeah. interviews, you need to it like simplify it like a little bit, file them. So and it's I, less I, work and less energy on your brain if you actually go into knowing what you're going to ask rather than your brain's, okay, what do I need to ask next, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. And you'll so, get lost a little bit or burn out by the time you hit 30 interviews or whatever it is. Right? And I always have three manila folders, and I label them Y, N, and NFW. 
yes, no, and no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I yep. love it. The no fucking way. Yes, <laughs> <in> the <trash. laughs> exactly. That, that, that. The no fucking way is just a post-it on the yeah. trash can. Yeah, yeah exactly. There you go. I'm going to put that in the no, no yeah. fucking way file right. in cabinet, but, and uh, it's going out to the trash. But when you're interviewing a dad, right, yeah. which we've all done, yeah. you, I look at them the same way. Like, yeah. high energy, thank you so much for coming. Like, I yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, you know, we had 1,500 applicants or we had 75 applicants. I hope to see you in the store next week at our opening. Yeah. And then keep in contact with me. Yeah. yeah. Right. There, still, right. there still could be there still could be customers as well and right. and I want to piggyback on one more thing that when we were talking about letting people go people what what listeners need to understand if you're uh, kind of turning the other cheek so to speak on underperformance like massive under underperformance what's going to happen is other people are going to see that and see that oh well this is what we can get away with you know how they say the old thing you're only as strong as your weakest link. Because that weak link is going to teach all these other players what that they can get away with. And then all of a sudden, all the, the links start getting a little bit weaker and weaker and weaker. In some cases, you have to make a statement saying, nope, you're gone. And kind of shake things up a little bit. And it kind of puts people back in order and says, okay, well, shit. I didn't know that they would let that person go. Maybe they are a high performer in sales, mm -hmm. you know, or something like that. And they put up numbers, but their attitude shit. Yep. You know, and then, they're, oh, they would never let that person go because they produce. Sure. No. Yep, exactly. Like, we've done that before and let somebody go, and we were worried about it. And I think I think we brought them back once. Um, and then let them go again. Just did but, great at sales, crushed it, yeah, hit all the you know, numbers. And, 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 yeah. and, 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 just, and as a business owner, you, you, I mean, we are worried about our numbers and our bottom line and all that course. stuff, too. And so it's like, well, how is this going to affect us? And eventually, after so many years of us being in business, we've just got to the point where it's like the right decision is the right decision. And, and as long as you make it, and if that's requiring to let a high performer go in maybe producing, but attitude is shit, it's funny what happens. The right thing is the right thing because then the right thing ends up happening. But you just kind of have this weird, scared feeling like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that to lose numbers and revenue might dip. And, and when we did that with one individual, the numbers actually increased because mm -hmm. everybody's attitude was better. So it was kind of, it had the opposite effect of what we thought, yeah. but we kind the of, new, the new high wow. performers were even higher performers. Yeah, you know? exactly. So. so that, that's what I, I think a lot of people, well, because of the environment that we're in, it's so hard to hire or find people. I think a lot of people are just kind of holding on to people just because they want the bodies, yep. right. Rather than the right people. I have a little, like, um, something, a pet peeve of mine is when. I hear leaders at any level kind of brag about firing, right? Like it's okay to, at some point when yeah. the guy needed to get rid of, you're like, yeah. I fired that fuck. Right. Yeah. Right. But it should just be kind of between you and the owners and the high yeah. level leadership teams. Um, because it's not fun. Yeah. You know, it's like that person could like remember it the rest of their life as a yeah. bad experience. So, yeah. There is a little bit of extending grace to people yeah. mm -hmm. when you're letting them go. You it's know? not like so the it's apprentice. Like, I mean, I know that yeah. on TV it might look cool saying you're <laughs> yeah. fired and right. like it looks cool or whatever, but yeah, that's not how it should go Put, down. At all. Putting that energy, there's nothing wrong with that energy of like, yeah. I fired you. Like, thank yeah. God. Like, you right. might have been letting that stew for a little bit too long. So, what practices, what structure do you have in place? We had, like, had a guy, too long and we you had had a guy come into Coulter's office one time. And he was pissed off about the taxes are being paid on his paycheck. We're like, yeah. what do you want us to do about it? And it turned into this crazy argument. He's like, bro, I'm sorry. But I got to let you go. Dude punches the window what? with the wires in it, you know, like little windows. Oh. 
and like yeah. broke it, broke his hand, bleed blood everywhere. We had to like call, we had to call the cops, file an incident report, and everything. But we're like, and dude, looked, honestly, I felt wow. bad for this guy, but I was like so relieved because that guy was going to end up being just a threat to the entire. Jeez, like he could punch cold, somebody, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like that guy had some major anger issues. Yeah. I was so like relieved to see him go, but I felt so bad. Like even that situation where that guy had to go, like I felt bad for him. That guy is carrying some I anger. Was just gonna, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, so what is that motherfucker so, dealt yeah. with that's just to like, get to the point to where that's that's his life? Yeah. His life is punching a window <laughs> to where the point. It's crazy. His hands he seemed great at first too. Like, oh, Dude, this guy's gonna did. be good. And, and then, nice. boom! Three, four weeks in, we're like, whoa, bipolar. Yeah, big time. <laughs> well, that goes know? to what you said. You waited too long. Yeah. Like, probably has some too much time passed to let them know that they're they're gone. Well, yeah. that individual, yeah. I think, only wasn't worked an, for us for like two or three weeks, and he got his first like paycheck and said. You guys took money oh. out of my check. And we're like, he's like, you're still in front because, of me. Because, because it was weird. Because maybe he just saw, I think he just saw the deposit in his bank and Got he it. and he was on commission. Mm -hmm. So let's say he made a thousand in commission, but his check was 750 that he saw deposited. And so he was freaking out saying that we didn't pay him his full check. And we freaking pull up the pay stub and we're like, dude, here's what you made. These are called taxes. Right. If you're upset, be These upset at the government, you know, <laughs> move to Puerto Rico with their 4% flat tax or something. I don't know what to tell you, homie, but he was, right. he was upset. And, and basically with that one interaction, Coulter's like, dude, this is not the type of person like blaming the company for take. No, it's taxes. We don't have, we, we're not this, the state or the right. federal government. That's not our job. Yeah. Like, like it is, it is what it is. And so he just kind of spotted that one early on was like, bro, it's, yeah, it like was if this is the way you're coming at it, it's not going to work out. And then he started freaking out. And we're, we were, I, I heard some screaming in the hallway and I went over there and yeah. went right up to his face and said, get the fuck out, dude. Like get out right now. And then he started walking and punched the, uh, the window and he's got blood on his hands, blood on the window and shit. Like it was just weird, bro. But I think that's that, one thing people probably appreciate about you guys. Um, and that's one thing I've had some of the leaders that work for me say is like, Brian, we always appreciated your stores and working for you because it was always fun. You're always yeah. enthusiastic, energetic. You cared about everybody. But when there was a sour apple or a sour grape, yeah, yeah. You, you were, it was you quick were, to get rid yeah, of them. You, you removed and it. So it was always this philosophy of raising the floor. So there's always 20 to 30% of your employees that aren't meeting expectations yeah. right. or some form of criteria that you've set for them. Right. Those are the people that you either need to start working on developing and getting them, lifting them up because that's going to make your organization better. Stronger. Yeah. yeah. Or it's time for them to get off the bus. There's always room on the bus. You're always so. Another principle that I live by is we're always hiring. Right. You're always hiring A plus players. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. Yeah. You. You. you <coughs> even teams that win championships, they still even on the off season sometimes will add another piece. Yes. Right. You know, and and they want to get stronger. I mean, look at the Warriors. For they did that purpose. with Durant. Right. Yep. You know, they they were already winning a championship or two without Kevin Durant, and then they recruited Kevin Durant for what, like two years or something like that, that he played on the, on the Warriors, but they were already a championship team, but they're always open to more winners, right? You can never have too many winners on your team. Mm -hmm. You can have too many losers. That's yep. for a fact, yeah. but you can never have too many winners. And so, um, I thought it was interesting as well, how you guys do your hiring. Like with the job fair format. Yeah. The job fair format is, is a little bit different. Like I was concerned about that at first. I was like, huh, I wonder that was, if, if that works. That or was what? something I took from uh, my previous life is that's how we start. That's how we built our stores. That was part of the store opening yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah. Was the job fair. And you wanted to hire your team at least two weeks before the grand opening. Yeah. Right. So you have a job fair, 
you notify you know that community that hey we're having this job fair on Friday from this time to four this time. to six p.m. Yeah, yeah, and you post it all over the place. Well, Oops. I thought it was cool because then if people come in between those times, at least you're getting face to face interactions 100%. rather than just pieces of paper that are resumes. I've done I it. I've been to one. Have you? Yeah. What, at which one? What, where? Buckle. At Buckle? Did you get hired? Years? No, I didn't. <laughs> Dude, you I didn't know have what retail. You didn't I was have just what like, it takes I just to work at Buckle. I needed to make some freaking money, bro. I was you, brand new dad. You didn't <laughs> have what it takes to work at Buckle. You got what <laughs> it takes to run an eight-figure business, though. Yeah. yeah. How weird yeah, is that, exactly. right? So <laughs> yeah. in some cases, hey, when when, when something doesn't happen, <clears throat> sometimes it's actually Dude, a they good work, thing. they work, though. Like, I I, um, I was there with, I can't I can't remember how many people. There's a lot of people there oh, waiting in tr- line to get interviewed. What was it, when they first opened in the mall? Mm-hmm. And they were just originally just yeah. trying to stock up the store yeah, and brand new, get brand it new going? Yeah. yeah, no, I thought that was su- I thought it was interesting. And, like, I was it, texting Brent. Uh, I was like, hey, did you know how that job fair went? Because I was like, the, it... This is a tough market to hire, no doubt. Like, I, I but that doesn't mean it's impossible. Well, you know, we we struggle. Our, our hiring struggles are way different than that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Yeah. But we still we still figured it out, mm-hmm. and that's what people need to understand. Yes, we did. Str- Look, here's the deal: every company will have little ebb and flows of you know issues or problems, and usually it's either not enough customers or too many customers. Right, it never comes yep. at the perfect trickle where you have the exact amount of clients you need for the, the the size of business that you're in. And we've been growing quite a bit lately, and we've needed to hire two or three more accountants. And so we were doing mm-hmm. that and trying to hire and and trying to keep it local. Uh, but we came up with different concepts to figure it out because it was very difficult in a smaller market to find three accountants in a small market that are of high level, they're probably already working somewhere yeah, at a high level. Yeah. So yeah. it's hard, harder to recruit high level type people like that. But we came, we came up with a concept. How do you we, guys typically we, do we, it? We, we made it work. You know, yeah, usually we hire just, just uh, in the, the local community. Right. Um, but when you're talking about high level people, there's few high level people in a small pond. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what we're in. We're in a smaller town. So we're like, you know, let's open it up. Let's be a little bit more open-minded to remote mm-hmm. accountants, mm-hmm. right? And I did see a statistic like two days ago that said by, it was either 2026 or 2028, that 72% of jobs will have a opportunity to work remotely. Maybe not obviously in the food industry, but uh, office type environments. It's starting to go towards that. COVID was kind of the first sneak peek at it's, it's possible and it can work and it can work at a high level. Right. And so I think people are starting to kind of, their wheels are turning. And so let's fish in, in the pond called the United States, all 50 states, and let's, let's put out an offer that's very difficult to refuse. So after two months of not really having a whole lot of hits in the local community, we, we went to Arizona. We came up with a strategy with our leadership mastermind that we do. Um, and we came up with a little strategy. We came back. We implemented it. We had 69 applications <laughs> within like, I think, three or four days. Yeah. And so That's we just had to get yeah. creative and be a little bit more open-minded to adjust and to adapt um, to just the environment that we're in. And I think a lot of people do a terrible job of uh, adapting or adjusting. They want to keep doing what they've always done because it's just the easiest thing to do. Well, this is how we've always hired. Or this is how we've always done this process or whatever it is. And the world is ever changing. So that means you have to always trying to be, you know, one step ahead of this, this evolution of the world of 2021 going into 2022. I mean, it's just fucking crazy right now. And then it's like you talked about retaining people. Yeah. Churn. Yeah. So what's your employee retention like? 
and in the fast food and the QSR space, it's pretty high. Yeah. And Everbowl is ours is tremendously low. Yeah. And so I wanted to touch on like building our first 25 stores and opening these stores up and, and bringing along kind of the store leaders as we went and them staying for two, three, and even four years. Mm. And six of them coming up even into the corporate ranks now yeah. and being like the franchise coordinators, the franchise trainers, um, our head of product and logistics. We have a marketing coordinator that all started out like juniors and seniors in high school. Now mm-hmm. we're in Everbowl corporate. I think that's the coolest story. So shout that's out really cool. to Emily, Haley, Courtney, Jamie, <laughs> KK, Nicole, everybody. Just I just feel like you won an <laughs> Emmy, son. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I want to thank God. <laughs> yeah. This person, my mom, my dad. Well, yeah. I think, you know, like, when, on these things, like you, when it's cool to hear your yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. Somebody name drops. Yeah. And so no, I feel no, like yeah. cool. they, they cool. do such a, such a tremendous job. Yeah. You know, I, they're awesome. One question I, I've had to feel compelled to ask you, right? Because I feel like we all have these as leaders, right? We have these superpowers and they serve us very well. And they also, you know, can be detrimental at the same time. Like I'm naturally a people pleaser, man. Like I'm, I like to serve people. I hate to let people down. And and you mentioned earlier, you talk about like, man, I have investors to, to please. I have, you know, like Jeff and and the team and the employee and and the customers, all these people to please. And I'm showing up every day. I'm trying to be 1% better. Right. And, uh, and I can totally relate to that. And it's like, well, sometimes when you're a people pleaser or a, a servant of others and that's your gift, it can also, you're like, man, I'm not serving myself lately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like you're the same type of person, the yeah. same type of leader. And so what kind of things do you do to serve yourself? Because I know there's never a perfect balance, right? But mm. we have to try because we have to serve ourselves as well. That's a great so question. So what are some that's, things you do? That's, that's a, a great question. Phenomenal question because, yeah. you know, uh, married to the company for the last almost five years. Yeah. yeah. You made a lot of sacrifices. And not a lot of outside time. You know, I left my home. I left Corvallis, Oregon, and I Mm -hmm. moved down and basically just hit the ground running with Everbowl. And and there's not a lot of downtime in restaurants. Um, And so what I realized after three or four years in doing this is the startup world is is challenging. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's Uh, really tough. Um, And when so many people are dependent upon you, there's not a lot of free time. So the 7 p.m., the 8 Next thing, 8 p.m. comes, 9 You're still working on the business. You're still writing schedules for multiple stores. You're answering calls from 15 different people on different locations. Mm-hmm. So as we went into the franchise model, that allowed a little bit less of involvement on my side. So it gave me a little bit of free time. I was able to have a couple weekends this year which is really nice. awesome. So <laughs> I, I take Hell Sundays. yeah, a couple weekends. <laughs> I shout out for a couple weekends. I too. actually I had a couple yeah. vacations. So yeah, I went good. to spend some, spend a week in Austin this year. Uh, went to Greenville. Um, I have, I haven't gone to Maui. I usually go to Maui every year and visit my sister. Okay. But I take Sundays off. I try and take Sundays every single Sunday off and I do my workout. I go walk the beach. I live in Del Mar. So walking to the beach takes me 10 minutes. Listen to a podcast and just real business chill. owners, real preferably. business owners podcast, um, <laughs> is, is on there for sure. And I just, I try and detach, mm. step back from the business. So you, you actually myself. purposely <clears throat> say, okay, I need to go do this to de- like 100%. have an intent to detach rather than just kind of going through the motions. Like, Oh, I'm going to just go for a walk and hopefully detach. But then you're going on a walk only thinking about work yeah. the whole time. Nope. Right. And, like, and this might seem like a little, like out there, like a new agey. But yeah. I, t- I actually take my shoes off. Take it. It's usually you, nice weather. You do that grounding yeah. shit. I do bro. the grounding shit, yeah. bro. I I have a grounding sheet. Have you seen that shit? No. You can buy them on the internet, bro. 
but you know, like the, how the salt water has like the negative yeah. ions yeah. too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that walk four miles, so two miles down to Torrey pines and then back nice. is it resets yeah. my whole week. So I'm ready for Monday. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm a Monday. Like I yeah. TGIM. I yeah. love Mondays, yeah. but I can't get there without my Sunday. You got it. Yeah. You got it. You, you got to serve to. yourself. And, and it might only be you serve yourself 10, 20% of the time. Exactly. Because you're giving 80% to other. You don't want to let those people down. And but you got to make it a part of your strategy because there's there's been times, and you probably felt that your first year in business when you weren't even taking a paycheck, right? Like exactly. You, you sacrificed yep. a lot, right? <laughs> and so, and I, we've been yes. through those times as well where it's like, man, I'm just giving, giving, giving. And I'm like, you start feeling that burnout mode. You know what I mean? You got to serve yourself too, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. it, 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 it kind of sneaks up on you sometimes. Yeah. And then when you have that thought, you're like, oh, shit, I need to, I need to start focusing on me. So sometimes you let that, let that slip because you're just so caught up in everything that's going on. And then you'll have those moments where you're kind of burnt out and you're like, damn, I need to kind of get back to doing some of the things that serve me. But to bring up the point, like, hey, I just kind of need that Sunday to recharge for those other, you know, six days of the week. It's just like a phone. Mm-hmm. phone can last all day, but it only needs whatever, an hour or two to charge, right? So I, I think people need to understand, like when you're talking about recharging, that doesn't mean you need to be on vacation for an entire week. Mm-hmm. Find those little micro opportunities that are there for everybody, maybe on Sunday, that some of the people listening to it, they sleep in till 10 or 11 and get their ass up and plop on the couch and turn on the TV and and watch football all day. And that's their recharge. That's not a recharge, you know, like get out in nature, get out in the sun, go for a walk, move your body, make sure your blood is kind of pumping a little bit. So not only are you going for a walk, you're doing the grounding thing, which I totally believe in. Um, You're also, you know, putting good information in the mind while your blood's moving. You're, you're on the ground, you know, the, 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 the surroundings are beautiful and you're just able to take that, that micro day, so to speak, and, and and recharge for a full another six days. And I love that you said not plopping on the couch and taking your weekends and just right. hanging at a bar. That's yes. what some it's people just, call and, it as and a recharge. And they, that's they, not a recharge. Right. You're just working for the weekend. Yeah. yeah. So and yeah. I'm sure you've seen the saints out there find a job where, you know, your weekends, you're not just working for the weekends. Yeah. yeah. Like your week is enjoyable. Yeah. Right. And that's where I feel like we're at now. Yeah. You know, like it is enjoyable. No, that's Have badass. you guys grounded your beds? Dude, I know. Literally, How like, does that happen? How do you do that? <laughs> I read this article like three years ago on grounding, and this dude, he's like, he he does his time off with the, sh- you know, takes his shoes, shoes off, off, gets out in nature, yeah. yep. but he also runs a wire through his window to the oh, a wow. rod in the ground and runs that. it to the base wow. of his dude. bed. I have that. <laughs> dude, that's what this I was is, saying. A grounding sheet that's is what, what it's called. Oh, it's I was a picturing like a. No, you could buy a sheet and you, that's <clears> your sheet for your bed, and then you have your regular ass blanket over the top of you. Yeah. So. My lady was it runs out, about, it runs outside into the ground. So you have that option. There's another oh, okay. option where it has like another thing that you like put this magnet onto and it puts these frequency through uh, the sheets. Wow. Or you have the the option, you know, we're on the second story of the house, so it would have to but my wife's like, "Oh, it's long enough. We can do it." <laughs> I was like, "Are you gonna, I'm like, "Are you going to be able to shut the window?" She's like, "Yeah, it wouldn't even be yeah. that big. It's like a small wire, but yes." They, I've never have, done it, have but that I've thing always, like, goes it's right stuck into the ground, me. and then it comes through that wire right into your sheet, and you can. And do you dude, notice? Do you guys notice a difference with like intently grounding, bro? I, dude, I've never. I mean, other. I've, I've had my shoes off. I'm like, man, this doesn't feel good, right? But I've never like done next level shit like that, bro. Buy a fucking grounding sheet, dude, and 
when my baby's not in the bed, I sleep like a rock, dude. Uh, you know, when I got that thing kicking me, my little girl's over there, elbow kick, this, whine, cry, want a booby, you yep. know, at three yep. in the morning or four in the morning. But who doesn't want one at three or four in the morning? I can't I blame it. her. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't get the best of sleep in those type of situations. But when my baby's not in the bed, I'm telling you, dude, like I sleep like a rock with that grounding sheet. And it's well, amazing. I love that we touched on this and you asked that question because I feel like sometimes we're just, we're so focused on business, 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 and, business. and grinding. And it's like yeah. that achieve, achieve, achieve yeah. world. And it's like, that, that doesn't last. Yeah. Right. You can but grind yourself down to exactly. nothing and then eventually get to the point where you just burn it all fucking down because you're just so burnt out and you blame everything, uh, your, your entire problem on your business right. or at, uh, on your work. So you how, get resentment. how do you take care of yourself? And outside of yeah. Sunday, I like to say that when I travel, the, one of the first things I do when I go to get to the hotel is I go get grounding. a workout in. Oh, mm-hmm. gotcha. And then I go grounding. Yeah. No, but, but no, we, we, but, we, we usually do that too, just yeah, because you're yeah. just kind of foggy from you, traveling and you a little get, bit. And you you, you get the fog get out, out when yes, you do that. Yeah. Yes. You got to just get your blood moving and get yeah, your mind right again. But somebody was on like Ed Milet's podcast or something that said like, um, when you change time zone, it throws you out of whack a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you travel in 15 states, a lot of different time zones or whatever, right? And they, he said, when you go to a new time zone, the first thing that you need to do is you need to go do some grounding. And literally, it'll change your biological clock to mm-hmm. where you're at, which I thought was super interesting. You know, I mean, I, I'm not a scientist yeah. or anything, right. so I, I'll, take his try word, I'll take his yeah. word for it, you know. Um, there was a point where I was traveling so much during the summer that it did nothing bothered me. I could be anywhere, yeah, and it didn't matter. Mm. Right, like, I was. It was basically sundown to sun up. Like I got, I acclimated pretty quickly. Mm. Yeah, your body's <laughs> you, you like know, uh, you throw so many curveballs. at you guys, us. we're the, ready to hit them. To all. me, the most challenging time change is the one hour change. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> it's just like that one little hour tweak, and yeah. you're like, oh wait, it's ten thirty. Yeah, oh wait, yeah. but it feels like nine thirty. Well, yeah. I hate when Here's I go. Well, I hate challenge. when I go back in time. Like I know. Like so, people reach out and they schedule appointments with me and stuff. And yep. I'm I'm in Central Time Zone and I'm scheduling appointments. And then when I come home, like it doesn't adjust. It's still on Central Time Zone. You're and so an now I, I call late. an hour late and shit. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah. That's and my biggest challenge with time yeah. zone. But like, <laughs> it, but like, if we go to Nevada, which is an hour behind, or California, which is an hour behind, it's like. 8.30, and I'm, like, starting to yeah. zonk out. I'm like, damn, it's only 8.30. And I'm like, well, it's 10.30 at home. That's my bedtime. <laughs> but then I feel bad going to bed at 8.30, you know? So I'm in this this weird thing. But um, I love going forward because I get to look at the clock, and it says it's 9.30 when it's really 7.30 at home, and yeah. I get to go to sleep because yep. it's 9.30. <laughs> it's, it's what true. the clock says. Well, I think um, Jeff kind of foresaw that, the tra- a lot of traveling happening this year. Yeah. And he looked at me, he's like, are you ready to travel a lot this year? Like that was January, February. And he like kind of saw that happening. Mm-hmm. And so I just prepped myself mentally yeah. to get into that space of I'm going to work hard, grind, stay on my agenda. And at the same time, I need to have that day. Yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes you see people overuse like, oh, I need my self-care day or self-care, like everything self-care now. Yeah. But yeah. it's like you can, oh, I think you can overdo self-care right. to where you like, you need your binky all the time. Yeah. Oh my God. Instead of like, you're not, then you're not grinding. You're not yeah. achieving. And so finding that, that balance, balance yeah, uh, don't, yes. don't overly reset to the point where you're just not really accomplishing yeah. as much because yep. you're, 
constantly reset. Yes, yeah. exactly. You're constantly you know? in this mindset now of like, I always have to be. I was just talking to my wife the other day because like we've noticed all these kids that are like high school level and just out of high school. Like my nephews, my son's friends, like all the stuff, like my like nieces, like all these younger kids that I know, they're like literally using this word all the time. And I'm like, what is this? And they say, oh, I need to take care of my mental health. And I'm like, we didn't talk like that when we were kids. Yep. Like, yep. I get it. Mental health is important. We do there, need to take care yep. of it. But like, it's weird that it's like this. Well, it's almost to it's the too, point they're yes. being taught. It, it, well, conditioned. It's, yes, conditioned. And, and, and they're over abusing it yeah. as a way out of actually tackling what they really need yeah. to tackle in life. It's Guess what? It's fucking hard. Life is fucking hard. It is, yeah. it is what it is. And it's not going to soften up for your mental health and be like, oh, my God. Oh, I, the world's not, I feel so bad for your mental health. Let's go easy on you. The world gives everybody a lot of fucking problems, a lot of issues. And if we just say, oh, well, we're worried about this. Well, he you needs know, to pass his mental yeah, health is like, like down right now. Then <laughs> how, like how, how is anybody going to perform to the point where they can get successful if they're always just concerned about a uh, mental health, mental or the first problem that they see and it starts to fluster them. <laughs> Guess what? As business owners or guys that are fucking running businesses, we're flustered like 90% of the time. And then, then that 10%, you get your little recharge so that you can handle all the other stuff. But it's weird to me that it's becoming like a buzzword for it, the yes. kids. Yeah, very much so. Yep. I'm going to start be saying that. I'm going to text you tomorrow because I can't come in. Dude, I, my I mental think health. part of like, um, you know, the human development side of things is um, the baseline of the human emotion, like Jordan Peterson says, mm -hmm. is bad is just content is, it, is it's a kind of like it defaults to negative yeah content. like we have so many peaks and valleys in life that less are going to be this high like i love my job yeah i love yeah. my life everything's great it's vacation and, and i think that's of, what people are looking and more of it's for down here and just they be and, and they think yeah. because they're just not be up there that something's wrong and right. that's not the case Exa yes mm -hmm. you're not supposed to fly high 100 percent of the time unless you're high right Exactly. On something. Yes. You yeah. know, so like, learning, learning just, how to navigate, yeah. you know, in a emotionally stable way when mm. you have those difficult times, yeah. when you're going through a challenge, when you're building 50 stores in five years yeah. to be able to go, you know what? I'm okay. Find the I'm habits of the routines uh, or rituals the routines that will that, help like, you yep. perform at a high level and, and prepare you for the battle that you've got to take on every single week. The difference is, is the, the right people start looking forward to the battle. I can't wait till Monday, you yes. know, so that I can go out there and tackle this and this and make progress, right? You, you start seeing progress going from one to five to 10 to now 52 stores. And, and it's almost like, hey, let's keep going because we're progressing. You're actually seeing the number grow yeah. and there's actually satisfaction in what you're doing because now you're operating at a much higher <laughs> level. Therefore, you can feel better about yourself. But if people get, you know, if they don't touch that high and they're just kind of neutral and worry about their mental health, then they're never going to be satisfied because they're never going to accomplish anything. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be a, a, a big issue that, you know, mm -hmm. we'll have to hold hands and, and sing Kumbaya to and employees part of the, in 20 years. The routine, like I shared a post, part of your guys' uh, recent podcast where you talked about show me your routine, right? Yeah. And part of the routine in the morning for me is starting with gratitudes. Mm. So to me, that means control your vibe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Three simple words, right. control your vibe in the morning. That's the first yeah. thing to do. That's so, what I did today, dude. 12, 21. And then you got 12, 1, 21, you know, I yeah. date them and, yep. and just go through. Oh, wow. I've, I've tried to make that a priority. Um, I love that. That's as awesome. of lately, because I've, I've been in a little bit of a lull, okay. right? Ever since I got COVID like two or three months ago, it just yep. feels like I just haven't been normal. Right. Yeah. I haven't had the same energy that I normally have. And I'm like, dude, I need 
that, that's why my wife's buying grounding sheets and shit. She's trying to figure something out to help me kind of get back out of it or whatever. So I can't live with you. I had a trip trying grounding. Yeah, try, try, yeah. you're grounded. <laughs> Please ground right. me to my room for like a day. You know. Yeah, I I wanted to try COVID just to see what it was like. Yeah, you know? yeah. How was it for you? Well, I have like Wolverine DNA, uh, so it, it got out of there pretty quick. Oh, hopefully, shit. hopefully you I got can... fucked up. So Trev, we got yeah, fucked. and we didn't think it happened because we're pretty healthy guys. Yep. But my lungs, well, I couldn't breathe. He oh, probably got tough. the regular ass nineteen, bro. We got that DV, that Delta variant. <laughs> um, so we got that, that DV, chronic, bro. It was that pretty chronic recent. COVID, dude. The we DV. had it at the same time. Um, so did you guys? really same time yeah we recently? got it, we got it flying back from uh texas or, yeah or i was on phase Dallas. one of, i was on phase one of 75 hard and i'm like i'm working through this i even made a post like fuck Did i think work? i got covid i don't care i'm gonna work no. through it trev's like hit me literally hits me up that same night that i made that post and he was like bro i don't know if i make it in i'm wiped out i was like me too bro but i'm, I'm gonna work through it and two days later <laughs> i was like i went for a five mile run and i came home i'm like i'm struggling breathing i woke up i couldn't breathe i was yep. like <gasps> And I was like, oh. Yep. I, so I had to stop my challenge. Yeah. But uh, I was down for a week. Yeah. That's yeah. about what I was. Yep. I was down for a week. But I, st I just felt like I hadn't fully recovered. But at the same time, I look back and I just wasn't doing, because I lacked energy, I wasn't doing all the things that I normally did. And I was like, oh, I don't feel like doing my gratitude. I don't feel like doing meditation. I don't feel like going to the, you know, yeah. because you, you lack energy. So you're not doing all the things that used to serve you. But it's hard to get to the point to, you know, having those things serve you if you can't just go through the muck when you feel like muck, you know, mm, exactly. and, and pull yourself out of it. You can't just sit there and hope one day you just pop out of this little dark place. It just doesn't work like that. You got to fight like hell and you have to go to war uh, against yourself, against your mind. No matter what energy level you feel that day or emotion that you feel, you still got to honor the things that you know will serve you long term and help you get out of that funk just a little bit quicker, yep. you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've made it as a priority here the last few weeks. And, you know, I'll have good days and then all of a sudden I'm, you know, tired again at like three o'clock mm -hmm. midday or whatever it is. Right. Just kind of, but I'm starting to feel, and you know, things are chugging again a little bit. I better. think it's important to extend yourself that honor and that grace yeah. Yeah. to say that my 100% now is 70%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to do everything I did at a hundred percent at 70%. Yeah. And then I'm going to, my goal is to get to 80 Yeah. and just incrementally get, well, hit, and, and get be, just, just start be getting better. Don't yourself. try and be you yeah. where you were three months yeah. ago. Yeah. I, you know? I, I don't. Yeah. Just I'm, I'm little, not, little steps yeah. and like, okay, this week I feel better. Right. Mm -hmm. And because I went through that and yeah. I'm usually like super high energy, Yeah. but I was down for a month or two like yeah. after. Sometimes I think you know, there's that, that lull, the lull, the, the hangover. Lull. Yeah. Hangover. hangover. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think those. you do got to mix it up. Like I think routines and everything are super important. Yeah, they're very important, but sometimes you f get stuck in this like, well, I have to be this way and I have to f do this and that. Well, sometimes you need to mix it up a little bit, you know, like I like I've noticed when I was working at through ruts, I was like, well, no, I still I have to do this. I have to be disciplined. It's like, nah, I'm going to change it up. And just like I, I realized I'm not getting out and like hanging out with new people. I'm not like in the community. I'm not like, you know, um, taking my wife on date nights because all these other routines are so important. So I had to mix it up and I couldn't believe what a difference that made in my vibe. I was like, dude, like just meeting those new people, going to a co local concert with my wife. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did that. You know, and like, um, so fulfilling, you know, like uh, just taking the time to, to go like really just sit down and turn my phone off at my kids' baseball games. Like instead of being on the phone, cause I don't want to get behind all the shit. Right. I'm trying to be disciplined in all these areas. So I'm like, that's one thing that really helped me work through like my ruts recently is I'm like, I'm going to switch my routine up a little bit. I'm going to make 
getting out on these date nights, getting out in these social settings, a part of my routine. Well, the you question is, yeah. is, are you really like if, if somebody's in a rut right now that, that's listening to this, mm-hmm. are you re- like trying to analyze it? And are you really or are you just bitching and complaining yeah. that you're in a rut? Like, I'm just in a rut. I'm just in a Like, if that's all you're telling yourself in your mind over and over, that's all you're yeah. going to experience. And you, and you have to have yeah. these honest conversations with yourself. Like, hey, I'm not doing this, which I used to do when I was feeling good or kill. Like, man, I need to switch some things up a little bit because I'm just not feeling as fulfilled or whatever. Like the honest conversation has to happen and then the action has to be taken behind it. And I think that usually that's what, what ultimately yeah. lacks you self-talk, you are is that self-talk and then action. Yeah. Cause some people know yeah. deep down, like, man, I, I'm really not doing all the shit I should be doing, but then they don't do anything about it. They still hope that maybe they'll climb out somehow naturally and then start doing the things that serve them when they feel better. Yep. And that's just not uh, you, how it works. That's huge. Words you are know? so important. The yep. NLP, neuro linguistic mm-hmm. programming. Yep. What are you saying? What are you saying about yourself? Yeah. 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 It's very that's important. the most important. About yourself, to is, yourself. <laughs> if, if everybody thinks that you're a loser, but you think that you're the, like, the man or the one, like the shit. Yeah. Yep. All those people can't affect you. Not at all. Right. They can't affect you. They can't, you just don't let them in. Rising above. The only opinion should be the one of your, that you think of yourself. And if the opinion of yourself is low right now, you better start doing some things that'll create an opinion of you that is of discipline, that uh, is of positivity, of character, integrity, whatever it is, right? So yeah. that you can start identifying with those things because you can't identify with them if your yeah. actions don't identify with them. And is for a lot of people out there that maybe not, they don't have the strong mindset that we have and that can overcome and rise above and have all of these routines and are in a good spot in life that are dealing with COVID the situation right now in a much different light. Like things are, it's hard times. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are suffering mentally because they are just engulfed in the bullshit, in the bullshit, in the media. And there's so many things that, you can do outside of that yeah. to just regain your health on focus some on you and control yeah. your yeah. actions. Right. There's going to be shit that's going to happen around us when all through life that we can't control, but just, just narrow it down, get tunnel vision on some of the things that you could do get, to listen to more podcasts, yep. real business owners yeah. Yeah. and less news. Yeah. You're going to get more information, oh, more yeah. valuable yeah. information from podcasts that was a big are, energy right? suck was yeah it, it really is news during all the covid shit and yeah, i don't know. think it's like i'm not saying ignore mm-hmm. i'm just saying lesson yeah, yeah exactly so true yeah i mean you, you kind of want to have a beat of what's going on but at the same time you don't want to yeah. be like neck deep in the shit you know mm-hmm. right so. well before we wrap it up yes. first of all dude such a treat you know, yeah. and Trev and I talk about this all the time on the podcast. Like all this stuff comes full circle because of like we talked about today, our environments, our networks. Like we're here today because we met Wags and Arte. We invested in Everbowl. We met Jeff. Now we're here. We got you. And you just you resemble exactly what we like to have on the show and in our networks. Just good good humans, dude. And so the type of people that we such like to put treat. money behind. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. just the whole team in general. Yeah. You talked about some amazing people, but a lot of people need to understand there's in, in, in every great business, there's a lot of unsung heroes that yeah. might not be, you know, the, the, the face of the, of the business or the franchise, like any great brand or any great business has a lot Built of amazing, team. amazing people yeah. behind the scenes mm-hmm. that are really the pulse of the business that are, yeah. is the heart of the right. business. And, and Brian is just that, yeah. you know, he's, he's not going to be, you know, all over the grams. Look at me, this, that. He's focused on what he has the ability to control, and that's opening more stores, giving his energy to the people, and just, again, 
controlling every situation that he has the ability to control with the right attitude behind it. And I think that that's why you've ascended to, to new levels. And I honestly think that there really is no ceiling for you. I think you're going to do amazing things with Everbowl and mm-hmm. be around whatever, 5, 10, 15 years, and then probably do something even amazing after that, um, depending on, you know, what happens and what your goals are. But, dude, we appreciate you, you know, coming on. I've, I, I think yeah. I even said when we met you at Avengers that I'd love yeah. to have you on because we were talking about, you know, how to take care of employees yep. and people. And yep. we were we just vibing for like an hour, yeah, totally. you know, and I just really connected with you. I was like, dude, this is the type of guy that we need on because he's just, you, your heart and your mind is in the right. right spot and you're just a good human being. And that's not just like podcast mumbo jumbo. Sure. Like that's yeah. just real shit. Authentic. Yeah, yeah. dude, well, without a doubt. We're finally, we're finally launching our, yeah. our, our, own little mastermind group. Like yeah. we're going to start bringing our own community together. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just super awesome to have people like you a part of it. So um, hopefully if your schedule permits it one of these days, yeah. man, we ever want to bring someone in and talk about culture. Cause it's not really like a coaching program. We're going right. to obviously give a ton of mentorship, but it's really about, doing exactly what, what we've been able to get from all of our mentorship yeah, groups, our networks, like, our yeah. masterminds is like, man, it's just turned into such beautiful things like having you here today. And so hopefully if it permits you to come up and have you do some training on culture yeah. and some of the things that you, that you've learned with the people that we end up uh, getting to. into our yeah, group. Absolutely. So, and it's just been a treat having you today. Thank yeah. you guys so much. Yeah. It's yeah. been really cool. And yeah. I appreciate the extension of being on your show and yeah. it's awesome. Now it's, this Sunday you can go for your yeah. grounding session I, and listen totally. to your damn self. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, well, and, and the funny thing is, is when we've gone back and listened to our sh- own shit, we learn shit from ourselves. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because everything's like, going by so that. quick in a yeah, conversation, know, totally. yeah. you know, and your mind's going a million yeah. miles an hour when you're sitting in a podcast. Yeah. So half the time you don't even remember what the hell happened right. during it because it just goes by so quick. And <laughs> the, you sit back and listen to it. You're like, damn, you know, like maybe we know what we're talking about. Well, it's interesting. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, we talked about a few things, but like culture being yeah. kind of the main thing. And what the coolest part of this with Everbowl now that in the franchise model is that we have 27 owners across the country with 200 plus stores, 15 states, yeah. and that we that most of them love the culture part of Everbowl yeah. and mm-hmm. building their teams in their community. Yeah. And that's what's so exciting to look forward to is that we get to kind of copy and paste that type of environment yeah. across the country mm-hmm. so now it's my job to kind of develop these owners into you know, so to you yeah, yeah. to yeah. a certain it's extent like and they, and they have their to, own strengths too. yeah yeah like they course. have their own coaching ability there's so many great people just out there all adapt to each other maybe you go around and learn stuff from them and they learn yeah. stuff from you and everything just continues yes, to get exactly. better right all, you know i think great leaders and great Work minds they each support each other yep yeah. they raise each other up so well guys we hope you enjoyed today's <laughs> episode Brian, Brian was a treat, no doubt, yeah. you know, and, and, and I know that you guys will get value from it. If somebody wants to reach out to you, just say, Hey, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for the nuggets. Or if they have a question about leadership or culture or whatever it is, how can they reach you? How can they find you? Sure. So, um, emails, Brian at everbowl.com, B R I A N or on Instagram, it's Brian M as in Matthew Augustine. Cool. Nice. And, me up. Yeah, we'll we'll put that in the show notes for you guys to to locate him. He's he's just a good dude. He's a solid uh, individual to connect with. Just say what up to. So make sure you show him some RBO love uh, and, and thank him for coming on the show and taking time with us today. So, guys, make sure you're sharing this shit. Make sure that you're uh, posting the reviews. You know, mm-hmm. this uh, November was a decent review month. Yeah, I saw a lot come good. through. Sometimes it kind of goes through a little dip. Yeah. So uh, 
make sure that that doesn't happen anymore. Also, start <laughs> engaging a little bit more on uh, social media and Instagram because we are kind of shadow banned. Yeah, we we've been shadow banned, dude. And it's, you know, that's not fair to our, even our guests, man. They come out yeah. here, they make the time to be on our show, yeah. and then and then it's we like, used to get like twenty to fifty thousand views, yeah. and now we get like three to five thousand. Well, it's not shared. To, it's not fair to the the community. You know, yeah. it's like if they're not seeing it, because they're yeah. shadow banned. The people are seeing it, need to share it. And, yeah. And comment. So and make sure y'all support us even outside of the podcast yeah, on we social media because we definitely want to get the word out and help as many people as we can. And then come to your new store in St. George. And then, uh, yeah, yeah visit Everbowl in St. George or wherever you're located yes. because it'll probably be coming soon. Uh, that's Hopefully, right. we're the money behind it. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. On, on, on wherever it's at. We're but, bought in for sure. Yeah, no doubt. So, guys, uh, take care. Till next week, keep kicking ass.